Hello, and welcome to The Potential State. My name is Dr. Estel Romanelli, and today I want to talk to you about to each their own pain. You are not responsible for your partner's feelings. So do you have this belief that you're responsible for how your partner feels, that you need to make them happy, you need to make sure they're not feeling sad or lonely, and that if they do share their pain, it's somehow your responsibility or it's your fault, or you need to do something with that. You need to heal them, fix them, cheer them up, give them a glass of water, give them a hug, encourage them. So if you have this core belief, this belief that your pain is my responsibility, or the other way, my pain is your fault, then you are in a good company, which means most of us, present company excluded, included, where we talk about where we have this feeling like we are, we're responsible for each other. I'm responsible for the feelings of my partner. Now, the problem with this core belief, now what is a core belief? A core belief is a belief I've had for many, many years that I feel is the truth. And it's almost like glasses that I'm wearing. And since I've been believing this for so long, and I, only, I can only find proof for that. As Mark Twain says, for he who holds a hammer, the whole world is a nail. So I just find more and more proof for this core belief. And I choose to get close and I go into intimate relationships with people that share that core belief. So we both feel like your pain is my responsibility. Your pain is my, responsi- is my fault. Your, pla- your pain is another thing on my to-do list that I need to heal. And I want to share a few, a flag a few things that are problematic with that core belief that actually keep us reactive and locked. The first thing is it keeps us reactive. So every time, I need to be on my toes, every time you share something that's difficult for you, I immediately get tense, I need to do something. I'm not comfortable, I'm not open, I'm not really open to hear you because I'm already thinking, okay, what did I do this time, or what do I need to do now, or how much effort and energy I'm going to have to do to cheer them up, or to ask forgiveness. So I'm actually kind of avoiding my partner because I don't want to hear their pain, I don't, even if it has nothing to do with me, because at the end of the day, it's a very quick arrow, 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 until it's my fault. Even if they talk about a bad day at work, but they're only working in that job because I wanted to go back to school and therefore it's my fault. And I'm not really listening. And even if I am triggered to react, my reaction is almost from a sense of duty, of heaviness, not because I'm actually feeling free to actually wanting to respond. I'm not, it's not even a choice. It's almost like a reaction. The other thing keeps us symbiotic, which means each one of us is afraid to hurt the other, so I can't actually say anything. So slowly the relationship becomes this... Uh, a dangerous place where I don't want to share my pain because I don't want my partner to feel bad. Because my pain equals their pain. If, if I'm hurting, they're hurting. If I'm happy, they should be happy. And it keeps us poorly differentiated in the sense differentiation, my ability to be myself and to be close. So if I have this core belief that your pain is my responsibility, so I can't really be close to you and also be connected to myself because the second I get close to you and you share your pain, I need to kind of erase who I am and be all there for you. React, respond, be appropriate. And another cost of that core belief is that it's a quick way into the victim triangle because if every time you share a pain, it's like a knife you're sticking between my ribs, then you slowly become, your, you become my, my persecutor. You're attacking with your pain. And then, and then if every time I share my pain, that means, and it's your fault, so you're always the persecutor. So we're, we're casting each other again and again as the victim and persecutor, victim and persecutor. And then slowly I feel like I can't tell you anything because anything I tell you, you get defensive. Now, why do you get defensive? Because you believe that every pain I have is actually a, a passive-aggressive move to hurt you or it's a judgment toward you or it's I'm disappointed at you. And, but then, as you know, it's reciprocal. So he or she is feeling the same thing toward me. And there we go. And then we're, this, we're again and again. And at the end of the day, what happens is 
because we both share this core belief, we're going to not tell what we think. We're not going to share our truth. We're not going to share our pain. So we're slowly avoiding each other, avoiding the crucible, avoiding the hot topics, avoiding the controversial topics of our, of our life together, of our relationship, so we don't uh, hurt each other. But a lot of the times, I don't, I'm not saying it, I, I'm saying it because I don't want to hurt you, but the truth is, I don't want you to share your pain because then I, I'm going to feel guilty. So I'm, I'm, I'm blaming you, but I'm actually avoiding your pain because I feel like your pain is going to be too much, it's going to be overwhelming. Or I'm afraid that you can't take care of yourself, right? That you're so fragile that if I tell you the truth, you will crumble and you will disappear and you will leave me. So I'd rather not tell you my truth, whatever, how, if it's uh, like a, a, something silly, like I don't like the shirts you're wearing or the smell of your feet before you take a shower, to a much more intimate feelings like... I don't like our sex life, like, I don't know if I've ever loved you, like, I'm not really sure if you're original or you're just regurgitating things you read. So all these, these, these fears that I have, and if I don't verbalize them, because I don't think my partner can handle it, but actually I can't handle my partner's feelings, my partner's pain, my partner's criticism. And this kind of takes me to um, this excerpt I, wrote in this, I, wrote, I read in this book, If You Really Love Me, by Lori Gordon. And she writes here, Underlying this set of assumptions is the all-too-common but dead-wrong belief that we are responsible for how our partners feel. We are not. We are responsible for our own behavior and the way we express ourselves. We certainly can avoid behaving in in a hurtful manner or speaking in a nasty way, but we cannot prevent those close to us from experiencing pain, fear, and anger. What we can do is listen when our partners want to express those feelings. Talking through the feelings allows them to diminish and provides the information we need to discuss what caused the pain, fury, or fear. Then we can determine whether anything can be done about the cause. So I'm not responsible for the way they feel. I want to be open. I might be one of the, I might be one of the, 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 one of the, causes for it. I might be one of the people around them that's causing the pain, but I cannot take responsibility over what they're feeling. Because if everything they feel is my responsibility, then I won't be able to be differentiated. I won't be able to be next to them. I won't be able to see them as they're feeling the different emotions. So now you're thinking, okay, so what's the opposite of that? How does that look? Apathy? I should be oblivious to their pain? No, you should find a way to hold on to yourself as they are encountering themselves. And that way, you guys can both grow, each one next to the other. I can hear my partner's pain, my friend, whatever, my colleague, my son, my parents. I can breathe. They can meet themselves. And I can actually listen. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to react in a certain way. I can just let them meet themselves. I can have that kind of resonate in my own self and see what we can do about it. And I want to give a few examples. So the first example is this couple that I've been together. I've been working I worked for oh, a few years ago. And they've been together for a long, long time. And then he says, I really want to hear her. I want to hear what she says. And it was clear to me that for the past decade, he had no interest on hearing what she had to say. So I asked him, how much do you want to hear her from 1 to 10? And he says, 8. Now, that was not the feeling in the room. So I pushed back. I said, really? Because it doesn't feel that high. And he said, well, the truth is, uh. And he was like, uh, 2. I want to hear her 2 out of 10. And the second he said that, she started laughing. And he was surprised because he thought she was going to cry and be insulted. She says, no, I know it's a two. And I'm so glad you finally validated that. 
Okay, so here he is holding back, not telling his, his, his truth because he's afraid of hurting the other because his pain is her responsibility or she's going to crumble from that because she's so fragile. But what she actually said, actually, became, she, she felt even closer to him because finally, as we say in Hebrew, his mouth and his heart are the same. It was finally with integrity. And if you think about that, so how do you step out of that? The first thing is you share your pain. Not in a way to, to, to stick it to the other, but you're sharing how you're feeling. I language, and this is how I feel. And then, once you stop, um, stop holding that back, one or two things will happen. You will either be surprised that your partner will not be shocked, will not leave you, will not fall apart, will not commit suicide. I, they might be hurt. They might be taken aback. They might be even a bit offended. But if you hold on to yourself, what was going to happen is they're going to slowly come back and share their own truth, their own pain. And you're going to be going down a new path with new discoveries, there might not be so much fun or not, not so naive, but that's the only way to grow. And I'll give you another spoiler alert. They already know. Just like that wife knew that her husband doesn't really want to hear her 8 out of 10, he wants to hear her 2 out of 10. They just don't call you on it because if they call you on it, they don't really want to hear your truth because they're afraid that if you tell your truth, then they're going to have to hear the things that they don't want to hear and then they're, they're going to have to tell them your, their truth and then you're going to crumble. So your partner anyways knows that they feel this intuitively um, they can't even describe it but in words, but they feel it. So you might as well say it. I want to give another example. I worked with a couple and they were so, they, had, they shared this core belief, right? That the, your pain is my responsibility. They basically were using it also to attack each other. So every time, anytime one of them shared their pain, they were actually kind of jabbing the partner. So what happened over time, they stopped talking. They, would, they, they kind of flattened out their conversation to only talk about logistics because any topic that was a little bit hot, a little bit tense, they just wouldn't talk about it. And weeks go by, and months go by, and years go by, and decades go by. And they've been married for over 20 years, and they're not communicating. And one more example, um, actually what happens is, is so the, I was working with this partner, and she said to him, and to herself, she said, I'm not sure if, I'm, if I love you. And I said, how much from 1 to, one to 100? And she said, I think 20%, I'm, I might love you. So here she is, she's finally telling her truth. She, was, she stopped being afraid, but he couldn't hear it. And, and, and she, she moved back. She never repeated that sentence again. He didn't want to hear the truth is that 80% of her is not there. So you can see that even sometimes if you do want to share your own pain, your partner might not want to hear it. But if you keep believing that your pain, that their pain is your responsibility, that their pain is your fault, then you guys will both be stuck in a very shallow, superficial, scared, timid, reactive relationship. So a few practical tips on how to do that. So the first thing is think about, do you have that core belief? That I'm responsible for my partner's feelings, that if their pain is my fault, or that their pain is my responsibility, that I need to keep my partner happy at all at all times. Check that out. See what, you're, what you gain from that, and what you lose from that. And assuming that you want to kind of experiment and try a different core belief, choose one relationship that you feel safe enough that even if you share some sort of pain or criticism, that it won't it won't end the relationship. Show in this episode, talk about it a little bit, and then start doing it slowly, slowly. Now, what's going to happen is uh, remind the, the other person, the partner, to hold on to themselves. They don't have to react. They don't have to be insulted and hurt and do a drama. They don't have to fix it. They can just hold on to themselves and breathe. If you see that they're getting reactive, you just tell them to hold on to, to themselves. And you just slow it down. If they get triggered, you stop, you take a breath, you take a break, you come back. Then, after that, 
see what happens. See what the repercussions are. You will feel a natural shift, a drift away. We call this a rupture. That's fine. Breathe. Have that in communication. And then you'll see over time they will come back with another question or they will share like a, a little bit of their own pain. And slowly what's happening, we're evolving into a more, I don't, I don't call it mature, but a more um, aware relationship. But it might be less naive and less symbiotic, but much more real, warts and all. And over time, what you're going to feel is, oh my God, in this relationship, I can say what I feel. And actually you can say, and the other partner will feel more and more comfortable to say what they're feeling. For instance, I don't want to hear you right now. Even though I should be saying it, right? I want to hear you 8 out of 10, but the truth is I want to hear you too. That's the truth. And you might get hurt, but at the end of the day, I cannot prevent you from feeling pain. It's like with our kids. At a certain point, they're, have, they're going to have to feel pain, loneliness, boredom. We can't always buffer that for them. And by buffering that, we're keeping them small. So if you don't want to keep your partners and your loved ones small, and if you don't want to keep yourself small, then remember this, you are not responsible for their feelings. Their pain is their pain, and your pain is your pain. And obviously, I want the people around me to have a good life, and I will try to, I will do an effort to make that happen, but I cannot control their feelings. I'm not responsible for their feelings. So, on that note, my name is Dr. Ocel Romanelli, and this was The Potential State. I'll see you next time.